already we started last week with Avish, and we're going to we're going to continue on with where we left off. But basically, we spoke about the idea where we're comparing the love of God with the love of how we develop the love of another person, and we said that there are three uh, ways, okay, in which Avish Hashem and love another love of another person really manifest themselves. Okay, so. The first one we said is that when you really develop an emotional love for somebody, you have a craving to learn more about them. Okay, you really want to just know everything about them. You want to sit and talk to them for hours and get to know everything about them. Okay, and so we discussed that there are, we didn't get through all three, but there are three ways, again, based on, on Kriyachma, um, that we love Hashem, okay, so we said is referring to Torah and developing um, and understanding that we want to learn Torah in a way where it's pleasant for us. It's not just an intellectual exercise. When we're learning Torah, we're learning more about God. Um, and it's not just something that we're doing because we feel like we have to. Okay, so that's part of what we spoke about last week with Torah. We said it's referring to history, meaning that when we look, we're not up to this yet. Okay, this is where we're still doing Avatar Shah, which is the sheet from last week. Okay, she from No, I have it, I have it. Um, so when we're talking about history, we're talking about looking at our both our personal history and our national history. When we see our national history and how much it's miraculous that the Jewish people are still here, we're still standing, we're still thriving, we're still kicking, we're building, we're, it's, it's monish, a miracle based on everything that we've gone through as a people. Um, and just in our personal lives, when we sit and reflect on our personal lives and all the ways in which God has helped us and how he's brought us to the place. So these are all things that we can think about to help us feel more connected and feel more of a love of God. Um, on that note, I actually would like to just share with you, if you look at the sheets that I gave you, um, Okay, so if you look at uh, it says Mr. Miriam on the top, okay, not the Mr. Zahina, but it's just like this. Yeah, it's the second sheet in the project. It's the second page. Okay, Perkid Gimel. It says Perkid Gimel by Abba Hashem. So I just want to read this with you because it's so important. Okay, Rav Dessler in Strife of Truth and Nesta Miriam to the Sal. Service of God, ladies, is built on the premise of having gratitude. Okay? Hello, Kurashu She says this in all the holy books that this is the reality. We have to thank God and acknowledge all the good that He does for us. And we also, as we discussed this idea before, the Hakars are told that we have for God, for everything that he's done for us and everything that he continues to do for us, should hopefully bring us to a place where we feel like, of course I want to keep calling this book. That is the least that I can do for you. I really, that's the only way that I could think of it to say thank you, and it's the least that I can do. Um, so if you look at the first of the Asar Hadipo, 
right? What does it say? It doesn't just say, I know Hashem Lakacha, right? I'm Lord your God. I could have just ended there. What does God say? I'm Lord your God who did what? Who took you out of Egypt? Why is he reminding us of that? I'm reminding you that I took you out of Egypt from the house of slaves in order to arouse enough feelings of gratitude, right? We could have still been stuck being slaves. We all know that we also have the opportunity, okay? We have to make a choice. How are we going to serve God? Are we going to serve God because we're afraid that we're going to die if we don't serve God? He's going to strike us down with lightning, right? Or, and we're afraid of getting punished, or the opposite, okay? So we can serve God from a place of fear that he's, if I do something bad, he's going to do something bad to me. And that's why I keep turning this so because I'm afraid. And believe me, there are plenty of people who serve God from a place like that. Okay, it's something, right? There is something to be said for that. But service of the heart, the service that's perfected, right? That's old. You're only going to get that. You're only going to to get there if you have feelings of gratitude you're you're not going to be able to do it while you're doing it. it's very it's i don't know if you know people like this it's a very sad existence i think when i meet someone you know usually it's the FFBs who grew up without any real understanding of why they're doing it and they're just doing it because they're doing it it's, it's very most often you i think you find it in that population people who just feel a lot of pressure and they're very scared that if they don't do the right thing god's going to knock them down right he's going to strike them with lightning or whatever it is okay so they're serving god completely out of fear it's unfortunate, meaning, okay, it's better than not serving him at all, but it's it's not, it's not gonna, it's not really so sustainable, and it's not going to create somebody happy and healthy. Is there an issue if I don't have that fear? Yes. Well, that's, we're going to talk, we're going to get to your session today, and I'll understand what that is. Okay, right now we're, we're focusing more on the Ahava part of it. Okay, and he says, he brings Chazal that says, anybody who is co-fair, what does it mean to be a co-fair? You know what that word means? Yeah, like, like a heretic, like a heretic, sort of like a denier, exactly. So somebody who's going to deny the good that someone did for him, in the end, they're going to come to deny the good of God. Meaning, ladies, it's very important to understand that this is the training ground for us to understand how we can connect to God. Okay, so if I have zero ability to feel gratitude to the people around me, there is no way that I'm going to be able to feel gratitude to God. It doesn't work that way. This is where we build our muscle. This is where we strengthen our muscles, down here. Okay, so it's so important for me, even though, yes, believe it or not, I understand. Ultimately, God is the one who sent this person to me, to help me. I, and I have to acknowledge that. But I also have to acknowledge that someone made the choice to help me. And, they and, and because I benefited from them, I need to show them gratitude. And if I don't, I'm going to get to a place where I'm not going to recognize God's hand either. Okay, very, very critical. Okay, and then he goes on, he goes on, he says, everybody behaves according to the strength of their particular soul. If somebody is an angry person, they're going to get angry all the time. And if he's somebody who's haughty, they're going to be haughty all the time. If they're good, they're going to behave like with good with everybody. And somebody who has like a resentful, bad, like negativity, they're going to behave that way with everybody. 
such an important point. It wouldn't be nice if I could go to Natalia and say, Natalia, are you such a balacessic? I'm so bad at that. Can I borrow some for me? Can you give me some of that? Right? Wouldn't it be so nice that we could do that? <clears throat> Not just borrow sugar or flour from a neighbor, but borrow like one of their kokos anafesh, right? One of their attributes that we're missing. He said it's not possible to do that. So he says the same thing with with hakar tovah, or the opposite with being kofar betov. Okay, if I am a kofar betov in general, that's my nature. I I don't know, it's like a stinginess. If I can't admit that anybody helped me, then I'm going to be that way with people, and I'm going to ultimately be that way with God as well. I'm not going to be able to distinguish and say, oh no, with God I'm this way, but with other people I'm not. Understand, being a kofar betov is an attribute in your soul. It's a soul attribute, okay? It's not like a nice thing that we do. It's actually it's actually a character trait, okay? It's actually a characteristic. What do you mean by soul? Meaning it's something deep inside of me. It's not just an action. Like there are people who by nature are just more like, gracious and they always say, you know people like that? They always say, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, but okay. also the types that also say, sorry, sorry, sorry. I understand that, but they acknowledge that, like, I'm getting something from you, right? They acknowledge that there, there's a humility there, okay? And it's, that's it's, within. That comes from within. It's not just something external, okay? And you develop it with real gratitude. Yeah, look, some people are born with it, and they're just, they have a natural, more of a natural, I think, a more of a natural inclination towards that. Other people have to work on it, but ultimately it's something that we, it's, it should be something that comes from within. It's not just, should be, it shouldn't just be something external. We can start with it being external, but it's not something that's really you, Hadassah, right? It's something you might have to really work on. Mm -hmm. But if he's saying, essentially, this is something, you know, if somebody is an angry person, they can work on their anger, right? So that they're not as angry. But, um, you know, they're not necessarily going to get rid of it forever, okay? It's still, it's, it's part of them, okay? So this, when you work on it and you develop it, it becomes attached to your soul. It's it, a, yes, it, it should be something that becomes a part of us. It should not just remain in the, in the area of externality. He's just, he's, he's comparing it to other cocos that we have. When somebody is good, when somebody is bad, these are cocos. This is also a clock. This is also an attribute. None of the attributes lock us in, by the way. It's important to know that. I'm not locked in just because I have. We all know that. We're, God put us here to protect ourselves. We're supposed to work on ourselves. But as I said, there are people who are more naturally inclined to think of other people, and there are more other people who just work too hard for them. Like they can't bring themselves to do it. We have to, so we have to work a little harder on that, and I have to work a little harder on something else. Yeah. Are we saying serve God not from fear or anything, but serve God from humility, from love? Again, fear. We're going to talk about fear. Okay, we're going to talk about fear, but not fear of God's going to kill me. No, no, no. So serve Hashem <clears throat> from humility, serve Hashem from love, serve Hashem from Yes, 100%. So we're talking about serving Hashem from love right now. Part of that love is having a heart to hold. When we, have, when we recognize all the good in our lives, it's going to bring us to a place where we feel like, how can I thank you? Right? When someone does something for you, don't you want to do something to thank them? I, how, how can I possibly thank God? The least I said, the least I could do is from gratitude to do Torah mitzvot. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. To get to that feeling is to recognize it because anyone, once they recognize that, is going to have that feeling naturally. I think that's a natural thing. Like when someone does something so low for you and like they, and you recognize it, you have that. But I guess what you're trying to say is heighten the awareness of what Hashem is doing for you so that you can feel that way. Because yeah. Everyone, wouldn't everyone have that? You would think. Some people really struggle with, with, with gratitude. They really struggle with feeling like they owe someone something. 
this is a whole other okay, fine. topic. We fine. can learn about just Hakar Satov as a whole topic in and of itself. Fine, so just tying it back into the mitzvah. It's, it's just saying what? Bottom line. This is saying what? This is saying that part of our ability to, um, first of all, to get to know God better, right? To feel more connected to God is to, is to feel gratitude, okay. to appreciate, to see history, to see our lives, to see the big picture and the smaller picture. And to be able to utilize that to feel a sense of incredible gratitude to God. Gratitude is a part and parcel of our Lord Hashem. It's under Levavcha. What is it? Yes, under under Levavcha. Uh, excuse me. It's under Nafshacha, which is history. I just was because the whole point of history is to feel that gratitude to God when you see like, wow. Okay. Uh, no, we didn't get to that yet. We're going to do that right now. Okay. So Chama Odecha is referring to nature, meaning what? When you see all that God put into the world, now I'm not just talking about history, I'm talking about just walking out your door, right? Seeing the beautiful, incredible Seder that God put into the world, right? Anybody that ever experienced when 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 nature goes outside of its boundaries, okay? Anybody was in New York during Hurricane Sandy, you know, or I mean, when you had sea turtles in your basement, like that's not supposed to happen, right? Like all of a sudden the water just left its boundaries. When you see things going outside of their natural boundaries, then you're like, oh my God, like, the incredible detail and precision with which this world runs is unbelievable. The incredible detail and precision through which a person's body works every single day is incredible. Okay, so it's a constant part of Ma'odakha is recognizing, uh, recognizing all of it. Okay. Uh, no matter how technologically advanced we are, I think COVID taught all of us we know nothing, right? We know nothing. It's very humbling. It, it was good for us a little bit to be humble, to realize like. With all the technology, we have no clue. We have no idea how this works. Okay, it's just it's unbelievable. Okay, and so um, we we definitely want to acknowledge that, and we also want to be able to serve God with all of our resources. But the whole Ma'odecha, Rav Shwab or Shimon Shwab actually says the word Ma'od. What does the word Ma'od mean? Ma'od Ma'od means what? A lot, much, right? So he said, serve God with all your muchness, meaning what? With all the all the talents that God gave you that makes you so much, you know what I mean? Um, whether it's a singing or it's art or it's writing or it's teaching or whatever it is, serve God with whatever he gave you that makes you ma'od, okay? Serving God with all of our resources, okay? That's another component of Abba Hashem, okay? So now we're gonna go to number two, okay? So number one was all about if I love somebody, I want to get to know them better. What's number two? When I love somebody so much, so I desire to come close to them, right? I want to come close to them. I want to be as close to them as possible. Not just physically, but also emotionally and also spiritually, okay? And so we need to do things that are, that are going to bring us to a place where we feel like this about God, okay? We can't just say, well, I don't feel close to God. We have to think to ourselves, what am I doing to try to engender this feeling of closeness? What am I doing to try to create this love, to try to feel connected? Because again, ladies, we cannot, this, the, the myth of Avat Hashem can't be commanding us to love God. What can it be commanding us to do? Show our love. To work, to try, right? To do things that are going to engender that love and to, to come to a place, hopefully, where we're going to actually feel that way. But it's not to feel love. He can't command us to feel love, so he's commanding us to do things that are going to help us engender, okay, that feeling of love. Now, again, there are certain mitzvot, which I'll talk about in a minute, that are like kind of highlighting that idea, but the truth is we all have to do our own soul searching a little bit and think about what mitzvot we do, right? For some people, they love prayer. Some people love Shabbos. Some people love, people love different things. 
So whatever it is that makes you feel connected, go for it. Okay, go with it. Um, and if we feel disconnected, we can't just be like, oh, well, I feel disconnected. So, oh, well, I'm not <laughs> just going to do this today. No, I have to stop and think, what, what can I do to make myself feel more connected? Okay, we don't, it just, we, we don't just end like that. Okay, and so we also have to realize that sometimes, I think we as parents, we definitely know this. Sometimes when you love someone, you actually have to hurt them in order for them to learn a lesson, right? Or for them to grow, right? Every parent will tell you, moms will tell you, they hate taking their kids to get vaccinated. It is, I don't mean even a corona, I'm just saying to go to get their shots, you know? Oh my God, it was like awful. Like, because you know they're gonna scream, you know they're gonna cry, you know it's gonna hurt, you know they're gonna come home and they're gonna have fever and they're gonna be, you know, you know like very unhappy. But you know, for those, I'm not getting into a whole like anti-vax or vax or whatever, but I'm just saying a, a parent that, that decides right to go through with that it's because they believe that this is this is healthy for their child they believe that they're helping them okay so sometimes we know okay and so we have to realize that god is the same way meaning i don't think he enjoys watching us suffer you know he's not up there laughing at us you know like ha 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 look what i did you know he's not that's not how it is it, it hurts him it pains him to see us have to go through these challenges but he understands and he knows that this is what we need okay so that's also part of Hashem, re recognizing that as you know, as a God who loves us, it's not just about making us feel comfortable all the time, but you know, it's about experiencing the life circumstances that He gives us and realizing that it's all part of the process. Okay, another very important aspect of Avat Hashem is what we would call Tikkun Tikkun Hamido. Anybody know what that is? What does Tikkun Hamido mean? Like working on your midos, fixing your midos. It's a key thing, right? Tikkun Hamido. When we talk about the concept of Dveikut Hashem, you've all heard of that concept. Dveikut Hashem means that it's like that high level closeness, real clinging connection to God. Dveikut Hashem doesn't mean that I sit on a mountaintop all day long. Okay? Dveikut Hashem means that I emulate God. That's what it means. I am emulating God. Now, how do I do that? That's a whole other story. Come back for Owl's Nine. We'll talk about how to emulate God. Okay, there's experiment about that. But, please, yes. Um, but suffice it to say that Tikkun Hamidot is all about helping us be able to be closer to God by emulating Him. I always give this example. It's the best way that I could think to, to really express this properly. I heard this from a resident of mine who said that, you know, when you take water and oil and you try to mix them together, they don't stay together because chemically they're just so different that they just separate. Okay. And so when you take us and God and you try to mix us together, right? You take physical and spiritual, it doesn't work so well together. They tend to separate, okay? What's going to allow us, think about what would allow water and oil to be more combined together if they were more chemically alike, which obviously doesn't you happen. Put it in a salad. Yeah, you put it in a salad, but I, you're right. But I'm saying when you leave it, we all know what happens when you leave a spinning. It just, it naturally separates because they're just different, okay? And so for us also, we're naturally just, so different from God, okay? We are physical, he is spiritual. How can we be more chemically like God, so to speak, okay? To be closer to him, we want to be more like him. So when we emulate his ego, then we feel more connected to him, okay? And so that's, again, a whole other class on how we can go about doing that. But I just want to make it clear that when we're working on our imperfections, okay, that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're removing the separations. We're removing the machitot, okay? There are every time we do a sin, we're putting up a barrier between us and God. And every time we're working on ourselves 
and we're doing tshuva, we're, 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 you know, you know, repenting and, and hopefully feeling regret for the things that we've done that weren't right, we're removing those barriers, okay? So that's the goal. When you're perfecting your middle ladies, you're removing these barriers between you and God and you're making yourself more God-like, okay? So the Rambam actually in Sefer Ava, the Rambam, the Maimonides, he lists eight different mitzvot, which according to him, he feels this is not on your paper. This is not on your paper, sorry. Um, he lists eight different mitzvot, which according to him, he believes are mitzvot that help to engender Ahabat Hashem. Okay, so I'm going to, some of them are relevant to us as women, some of them aren't, but there's another chef. We'll have husbands and, and, and boys, little oh children, who uh, we can, can think about this when we're, when we're being mechaneh to them, when we're teaching them about mitzvot. Okay, so the first is tzitzit. So again, clearly that's not a woman's mitzvah, but tzitzits are like the uniform. Okay, tzitzits are like a uniform of a soldier in Hashem's army. Okay, so you think about a, a soldier in an army, hopefully a soldier is fighting for his country, that soldier is going to feel more connected to the country, he's going to feel more love for the country because he's sacrificing his life or her life, right, for the country. And so when a person is, when a man is wearing tzitzit, right, and he's acknowledging that I am part of God's army, he's feeling, he's like almost like a, like a warrior, like a soldier. Uh, he automatically, well, hopefully automatically will feel more connected. Okay, and also with Yama, they mean he's really wearing a uniform. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is Britmila, right? Um, giving circumcision. Um, this Brit is a sign of our of our covenant between us and God. Okay, and it's a reminder that stamps, it's a reminder stamp on a man's body of the special relationship that the Jewish people have with God. Okay, so that definitely can help to engender this feeling of love. Okay, berkatamazon, which is something that unless you're gluten-free, um, you know, or you're on some kind of diet, uh, you know, berkatamazon is something that we say relatively often. And berkatamazon, benching, when we bench after we eat bread. So what are we doing? Okay, we're focusing on, on, a, on, a, on a consciousness that God is providing for us. Okay, he's looking at all this bounty that God is giving. Okay, and so that again, will hopefully engender a feeling of love to Hashem. Writing and safer Torah. Okay, writing a secret Torah is not something that everybody gets to do. Okay, but certainly it's a tremendous undertaking. Um, and when somebody is undertaking or participating in some way in the writing of a secret Torah, okay, you're making a very painstaking effort and it enhances your awareness of how important Torah is in her life. Okay, a king has to have a Torah with him at all times, right? Because he needs to remember that this is the focus of my life. Okay, St. Kriyachma, which we talked about. When we talked about Yichod Hashem, saying Kriyachma, again, is that awareness that God is one, okay? And he's a personal God who cares for us and everything, both comfortable and uncomfortable, what we deem good and bad, everything is coming from Hashem and he's doing everything because um, because he loves us, okay? So saying Kriyachma is also very helpful. Yeah. Kriyachma, don't we mention Tzitzis in it? We do. We do mention Tzitzis in it. But, so I guess that's our way of doing it. You know, this is something you're actually wearing, right? You're, you're walking around yeah. outside wearing it. You're not just thinking it or saying it, it's like, you know, to yourself. Okay. Sila, obviously, the act of prayer in general, okay, is reminding us that God is a source of all blessings. So hopefully, when somebody is davening, it's engendering this feeling of love as well. And the last one, which living in Eretz as well, being here gives you an opportunity to potentially hear much more often than in Kotswaras is the Katkwanim, right? The Katkwanim, the priests, the Kwanim are blessing us. It's a really beautiful blessing, right? Um, again, davening, you know, asking God to bestow all of his blessings on us out of a feeling of love. Okay, so yeah, we're living in Israel and your clock's running, what's the difference?
With this breaking you up, your customers are already a secret for us. Oh, I'm sorry, I lost that one. Dylan and Mrs. Sorry about that. Thank you, you caught me. Um, the Rambam says it. Yeah. Okay, both in Shillin and Mezuzah, we have partials, right, that are written in there that describe how Hashem took us out of Egypt. Okay, and so again, it's that constant awareness that God is with us. He's saving us from all of our difficulties. There's the Hashgacha Pratit, right, that God is the divine providence that is in our lives and He arranges everything in our lives for the good. Okay, that's something that we can get from. Kissing the mezuzah when you're walking out the door shouldn't necessarily just be a mindless act, right? Well, what are we thinking about when we're walking in out of our door and we're kissing the mezuzah? Okay, we're thinking about Hashem, watch over me. Okay, take care of me, take care of my family, everything comes from you, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, so these are just some, and I leave it to you, ladies, to find your own, okay, to think about mitzvot that you might do on a daily basis that you can, you know, work on to help engender uh, some of these mitzvot, okay? Um, I mean, excuse me, to help, to help engender the feelings of love uh, for Hashem. Okay, so that now we're going to talk about number three. Okay, so we talked about wanting to get to know God better, right? Wanting to get to know a person better when we love them. We talked about wanting to get closer to them. Number three is now I also have a desire to share my knowledge with everybody else. Like, I don't want to just keep this person to myself. Everyone should know how amazing we are and everyone should know that we're together and everyone should know, no, 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 no. We want to share. It's very difficult for us to keep things to ourselves. Okay, somebody who truly loves God can't keep it to themselves. They, they want to share that MS. They want to share that truth with everybody. Okay, and it's hard for him. It's hard for a person to accept that there are so many people walking around the earth who don't accept God. It pains them. Okay, when you read, when you when you learn about a kanani, right? Like a pinchas, or if you're now learning, I'm learning Nachiomi, Rafael, Eliyahu Nabi. Okay, he it was painful for him to watch. Okay, what was going on around him? How could it be that all of these people don't believe in God? All of these people are serving Avodah How could it possibly be? Very very painful. Okay, and so such a person is going to be naturally inclined to be makariv others, right? We, we heard the term kira, right? Hopefully a person who's involved in the kira movement, okay, is a person who feels, it's like the love is so full that it's just bubbling over, right? They can't keep it inside. They want to just share it with everyone. Yeah, Alex. They're not on there. I'm just saying it. Okay. Hmm. Oh, that, I don't all the numbers that I'm telling you are not on the sheet. How she's breaking up. I'm just breaking it down. Those are the round. Those are eight mitzvot that the Rambam says help to engender a feeling of Abba Hashem. Okay. Three other things are when I when I feel love for another person, it manifests itself in three ways. Way number one is I want to get close to you. I want to know everything about you. Way number two is I want to get close to you. Way number three is I want to share it with everybody. Okay. What was okay. the nature? Nature is part of knowing God. It's part of more knowledge of God. So we just broke it down. These are three ways that we can get to know God better. Okay, through Torah, through nature, okay, through history. Okay. So I want to share something with you that this made a very big impression on me. And I, I it's, it's a piece actually from the Chavit Chaim. The Chavit Chaim did not only write about Lashikara, okay? He actually has many times and wrote about lots of different things. Um, and I think just because of time, I'm going to do it with you outside. But I just want you to see on the sheet. It's from a safer called Homa Tadat, okay? Um, written by 
inside the Chafetz Chaim. So just again, because of time, I'm just going to summarize it for you. But I think it's very, very meaningful, and very beautiful. So he said, there's there's two. Let's say what we're talking about. Okay, he's talking primarily about heat. There's two sources of heat. There's a primary source of heat and a secondary source of heat. What's the primary source of heat? H. Fire. H. What's the secondary source of heat? Could be a pot. Exactly. Okay, so when I put a pot on the fire. Yes, exactly. When I put a pot on the fire, so the fire is the primary source of the heat and the pot is the secondary source of heat. What's going to happen if I take the pot off the fire eventually? It's going to cool down, right? And let's say I want to warm something else up, okay? Let's say I want to heat something else up, not just make it warm, but I want to heat something else up. Can I take a hot pot, right, and use that to warm, to heat something else up, right? No, it, it doesn't work. I, if I want to heat something up, I need to put it on the primary source of fire, okay? So the Chafetz Chaim says, if we want to be able to be a primary source of fire, okay, in terms of spreading Torah and God, etc., we have to be on fire, okay? We have to be fire. It's not enough to just be a secondary source of fire, meaning what? It is beautiful for you all to be sitting here and learning Torah, and that's amazing, okay? But ultimately, <laughs> the goal would be that it shouldn't just be that you're sitting and learning from other people, but that you're going to become that fire so that you can go out and heat up everybody else. You want to be able to, to heat up people who don't know, okay? And so the Chavit Chaim stressed that idea that ultimately we want to be able to do that. I thought that was a very, very beautiful idea in terms of the desire to share my knowledge with other people, okay? I have to make myself on fire, and I'm sure we've all been exposed to people like that, and that's probably why you're all sitting in this room. Okay, teachers, mentors, rebbitsons, whoever, who got you on, who were, who were fire, right? And they heated you up and they weren't, you know, and they got you going. And now it's your turn, the Gvad Hashem, to be able to do that for others. And that that is, again, it's coming from a place of really feeling that tremendous amount of, of love for God to the point where I can't even contain it, okay? So the goal here, ladies, and we'll end off with this idea, okay? The mitzvah here is to really develop a passionate love for being alive, okay, for existing, okay, um, where I'm just, I'm, I'm happy, okay, I, I'm happy to be alive because I know that I'm here for a reason and that everything that's going on in my life is for a reason, there's a purpose, and the goal ultimately is to connect to Hashem, and there's a, there's a, there's a, a concept, when we talk about the Bekut, okay, in the Gemara and Brachot says, in the Bekut there's no such thing as the ability to have the Bekut if there's no pleasure involved. What do I mean by that? Okay, people who are like going through the motions, right? You know, I grew up this way, whatever. I'm kind of just doing what I have to do because I have to do it. I'm not feeling any excitement about it at all. Is that person really going to be able to be double Hashem? Is that person really going to be able to be that fire? No, it doesn't work like that. Okay, aim to be quickly Hana. The goal here. Okay, is to establish an enthusiasm and an excitement and a fervor. Okay, for life. For, for being alive, a simcha, so that, and, and if, again, ladies, it's not an excuse to say, like, I don't feel that, mitzvah, like, I'm not tasting, like, I'm not tasting to God, like, we say those things all the time, but that's not, like, an excuse to just then shut down, that should be a red flag, just like in a relationship, okay, if you're in a relationship with someone, if you're to you, and things start to cool off a little bit, I hope you're not going to just be like, oh, well, it was nice knowing you, peace out, you know, like, mm -hmm. people do that, but Kaval. No, you want to try to reignite the fire, right? You hear about that all the time. Couples, I don't know, they, uh, they, 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 what do they do? Like renew their vows, you know what I'm saying? Or like, 
what can we do to like reignite our our, our connection okay there's all you know so if we're going to do that with people in our life with that with a spouse of course we want to do that with god okay so we have to say to ourselves if i'm not feeling connected why am i not feeling connected what can i do to try to make myself feel more connected it's a lot of introspection it's not something that someone else can tell you because just what works for me might not work for you it's really something that you have to think about but i just want to make it clear it's not an excuse okay to say i'm not feeling it is not an excuse so what's that advice what do you do again you need to think about what first of all what am i doing already okay what am i doing already and how can i do it deeper how can i do it better it's not always about finding new things we're very into new 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 a lot of times it's about doing what i'm already doing but really doing it deeper and really doing it better if i'm davening already and i'm not feeling connected don't say no don't yet how do i deepen that okay oh. maybe i'm just maybe it's because i'm just on the surface level when i really dive in i'm going to feel more connected potentially right I have to I have to get to the layers. There's so many layers to our Lord Hashem. And if I'm feeling sort of stuck, maybe it's time for me to like delve a little bit deeper and feel a little bit more connected. Yeah. I remember learning about Arlen that like he did the same job every day, but was kind of like when you go up to the steps and like was praising him for doing something that he was created to do. But the fact is that every day that he did it, he acted as if it was like the first time, like, wow, I get to do this again and like having that sense of renewal, which is also interesting because it's fire, but yeah. Very true. Okay, so Halavai, you should have a Piyafi Tishmaya to be able to do that, to, to, to be on fire, ladies, to be on fire. Be the fire. To be the fire, spread the fire, <laughs> okay, and, and work on being on fire. That's really what the mitzvah of Abba Hashem is about, yeah. Always, I mean, I feel like always is, is a hard word, okay? But it's, it's, it, we understand that it's a struggle, and, and I think it's important to acknowledge that, yes, sometimes we hit a brick wall, and yes, ladies, it's okay to have a day, a day where you're feeling down, you know? But the question is, what am I doing with that feeling? Is that Am I going to let that feeling dominate me, or am I going to let that feeling sort of come pass through me and move on, and, and, and I'm going to go about my life? You know what I'm saying? I think that's more... That's more of the issue. That's why this is a constant consciousness, and it's okay. You can't stress yourself out because then you're not serving Hashem out of Ava. You're serving Hashem out of anxiety and OCD. Like that's not the goal here. Okay. Um, you know, I think it's important in, in our process to really acknowledge the fact that we are human and God expects us to have emotions, and it's okay to feel those emotions, and it's okay to feel down, you know, sometimes, but you know, how long am I gonna let that drag me down, or am I going to just hopefully get myself up and, and move forward. Am I going to allow it to use, you know, you know, there's different types of stress in the law. They teach a workshop about, um, about show and life, okay? And so remember the instructor was talking about different types of stress, okay? We have what he called them. Um, he called it U-stress versus distress. So I think we all know what distress is, right? <laughs> right? Distress is when I'm in stress, but it's really bad, right? It's it's causing us to to separate, okay? And and well, we know there's plenty of couples we know who go through a stressful, really stressful situation, a loss or whatever, and it causes them to to separate, to get divorced, they can't, they just can't get through it, okay? As opposed to you stress, okay, which is a stress that allows us to connect, okay? And there are definitely people who do that. They go through something challenging together, and it only brings them closer together. And so this is the same thing in our relationship with God. When I'm going through something stressful, am I going to allow that to tear me apart from God? Or am I going to allow it as an opportunity to help me connect to God? Okay? It's my choice. 
what is what 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 makes someone do that versus that and also in relation to god it's a consciousness when somebody it's it's a choice but it's it's a it's focused i'm telling you i can almost get i can guarantee you i'm not even going to almost guarantee you i can guarantee you adasa that if you are doing your best to keep these six constant mitzvot your challenges in life will be you stress and not the stress okay if your the consciousness is always about connecting right it's always about god loves me running you know what i mean that's that's gonna create connection as opposed to pulling apart Gina, you yeah i think it's also a place like this space because sometimes people yeah that's what i'm saying there are couples where a stressful situation will bring them apart and there are others will bring them together and i think a lot of it is going to be based on what was their relationship about before you know what i'm saying a lot of it is about the groundwork you know i'm just telling you like if you say Kriya Shema every day, right, with that mindset of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, right? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Yud Hei, Yud Hei and Vav Hei, right, which is compassion, right, kindness, Chesed, and Elokeinu, which is Din, which is judgment, Hashem Echad, it all comes from the same place, right? Everything's from you, Hashem, and everything's coming from the same source. If you say that every day, and you really allow it to integrate into your consciousness, I don't think God's going to have to test you so much. You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have to wake you up because you're awake. But he don't have to wake someone up who's already awake. You have to wake someone up who's dozing off, who's falling asleep. And I'm not saying that, I I don't know what all of his calculations are in terms of difficulties that happen to us. But I think certainly there are times where he has to just wake us up because we're falling asleep. And so if we're able to keep ourselves awake, that's what these six continents are about. It's about keeping ourselves conscious keeping ourselves awake not letting the sahara do a sneak attack while we're sleeping in the middle of the night you know what i'm saying we're up we're ready for you we're on guard okay so now we're going to go on to the fifth of the six continents which is, which is yarat hashem which is also found in uh okay so if you look at the first week that i gave you i just gave out the new booklet if everybody has it okay just we're actually going to be very little of it um the first couple of lines at the top on the same graph you know we should always have the fear of heaven in front of us in our awareness so that we don't come to sin. Okay, our heart shouldn't be without apprehension the whole day, meaning we have to be on guard, we have to be alive. You remember from the Seal Yishar, we said it's like the uh, like the guards in front of Buckingham Palace, right? Who are they're on, right? They're on, and when they're on call, when they're on duty, they are on. Okay, there, there's a, there's a, there's an awareness. Okay, so we have to constantly be aware. Okay, all the time. Um, so God, you should hear. Okay, we're gonna actually skip down all of this until um, we get to the second. We'll skip down the whole first paragraph until it says Shoshan Mitzvah Hashem. So what's the root of this mitzvah? It's revealed and obvious to anyone who can see the sun. Certainly the greatest guard for us or, or um, deterrent for us from doing to do a sin is the fear of punishment, right? Certainly, like no one can argue with that. Okay, obviously you want to graduate from that, but nobody can argue that that's not the greatest deterrent. Okay, and then, 
this is something that has to be done in every place all the time all types of men and women okay every gender under the sun okay this is one of the, the mitzvot that is constant for a person our obligation never is removed from us it never ends even for a minute somebody who has an opportunity to do a sin a person has to wake himself up, okay, in the moment. Like God sees every single thing that we do. And he will, I don't want to use the word revenge, that's technically what the word Nakama means, but God is going to, there's consequences, just remember. There's consequences to everything that you do, he's going to take what is his, Somebody who um, transgresses this and does not think about this all the time while he's in the middle of doing something wrong, that is a person who is nullifying that. Okay, meaning a person is speaking Lashonara, right? Going like this, because he thinks, you know, when I go like this, he can't hear me. Okay, that's being over, right? That's transgressing this mitzvah of Yeratashan. I'm not conscious at that moment, or I pretend that God's not really watching me. Okay? We always have to be ready, again, like the soldier, ready to go out to battle. Okay, so that's the say for Chinuch, just so you can see a little bit of the context of this mitzvah. Okay, so are we supposed to fear Hashem? I think we have to understand, and that's part of what we want to try to understand here. What does this mean? Okay, this doesn't. Again, the goal here isn't just, I'm afraid that God's going to strike me down with lightning. It has to be much more than that. Okay? Part of this is, is realizing, and the Rambam writes about this, and he'll put this today on Torah, that the same realization that's going to bring you to love of Hashem is also going to bring you to, uh, to fear Hashem. Okay? Because the more I'm aware of God's greatness, okay, the more I am conscious of the fact, like, oh my gosh, right? And I'm consciously aware of the disproportion between me and Hashem, okay? The more I'm going to fear him, but the more I'm also going to, I'm going to be overwhelmed by awe, but I'm also going to recognize how great he is, right? It's that duality of like, wow, he's unbelievable, but oh my gosh, he's unbelievable, right? It's like kind of living both of those at the exact same time, okay? And so the Ran teaches us that, as I said, this fear is not about paralyzing fear, that something horrible might happen if I don't do the right thing, okay? But it's a realization, he says, that the Torah is unalterable, which is not a move on in Hebrew. It's not like an obvious, because obviously there are many people who say that the Torah is alterable, okay? You speak to anyone outside of the Orthodox world, right? And, and that's probably pretty much their premise, okay? That it is unalterable, that, that it is alterable. We say it's unalterable, and that's part of the Yerush Hashem. This world isn't a free-for-all, okay? And we have to understand, like you said, if we sin, we're going to, there's consequences. Again, and I, I don't just mean that we're going to get punished, but we have to realize that we don't live in a vacuum. When we're emitting negative energy, when we're doing something against, against God's will, that impacts the world in a cosmic way. How? I can't tell you for sure. In the same way that doing a mitzvah also affects the world in a cosmic way. It affects the world in a positive way? No, in a negative way. When I'm doing something positive, it affects the world in a positive way, right? I'm not keeping a mitzvah of your initial item. I can be impacting positively some Jew who lives in Tennessee. Okay? I'm emitting positive energy into the world. Okay? When I'm 
engaging in something negative, I'm putting negative energy into the world. And it's having, it has consequences. It's like pollution. You know she misheard I mean? the word. It's cosmic, like, like up there. Right? That's what you're trying to say. Yes, it's cosmic. It's not something that's just between me and God. There's no such thing as it's just between me and God. I'm sorry, ladies. It doesn't exist. We're all in this together. Okay, whether we like it or not, we're all a team. Okay, and what I do is going to affect everybody else. It does, whether for good or for bad. We're all in this together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about your relationship? Yeah. Yes, your relationship with God is a personal thing, but the actions that you do in this world, you can't just say, "Well, whether I do this or not, it's between me and God." Because if it's the Rasul Hashem, if it's something that you're, if it's a mitzvah, something that you should be doing, or if it's something you shouldn't be doing, whether you do or do not do, it does affect other people. Okay, it really does. We are all connected to each other. Okay? Yes, go ahead. Um, aren't there certain things that, like, it, it's not our place to get involved, and we, we do say that's between them and God? Yeah, I'm not saying, please, do me a favor. Do not run around. <laughs> you. Don't be the police. Don't be the policeman. Do me a favor. Okay? Don't be the policeman. Okay? I am not telling you to do that. But, no, but, but what I'm saying is, is that I also have to recognize that I have a responsibility. So, you know, if I think that I'm just going to like say peace out, God, like I'm not doing this, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested, that's not just affecting me. Okay, someone's not keeping shelves around. Yes, that's affecting me. Okay, we're all, it, it, we're all affected by this because, listen, all of us are put into this earth to, to achieve something specific, right? You're here, you're here, you're here. We're all here to do something special. I don't know what it is. God gave each of us our, our own mission. Okay? And whatever you're here to do, Hadassah, I definitely cannot do. And vice versa. You, yeah. you got it? Okay? And so, you know, if I decide I don't want to do my job, I'm not just, I'll give you the example that I learned from others, from Kirchner's style. He said, you know, you have a family that's making a, an engagement party, a, a, an anniversary party for their parents, right? And all the kids are like super excited. They all have jobs. This one's taking care of the tickets and this one's taking care of the dinner. And this. Everyone, all the siblings have a job. And one of the sons decides, I'm not interested. I'm going to Hawaii, you know? And he leaves and he doesn't do his job, okay? So like the sister calls him up and is like, yo, buddy, like what's going on? We're all relying on you to do this. He's like, you know what? Find your own business, you know? What does it have to do with you? And she's like, what do you mean? What does it have to do with me? Of course it has to do with me, right? You have a job to do here for the part. Like it's not going to happen if you don't do it. That's much more cl a clear example. Okay. We don't see it so clearly, but the goal is the, the point is, is that we all have jobs to do. We're all, we're all making a party together. Okay. And if you're not doing your job or I'm not doing my job, something's missing. Something's missing. You can't see that. I'm not, I can't, it just means that I can't say that I am not affected. Okay. You. On the other side, but I can't call you out. It depends. It, again, it, it, whether you should, if it's your place, not your place, that's a different story. Okay. Um, but it's just a recognition of. But we have to, and, and it's, it's our, let's start with ourselves, ladies. Okay. This is not about going and being a policeman for everyone else. This is about my recognition that what I do and do not do very much affects everybody else. Start with that. Yeah. If you live your life that way, I think other people will be affected by it. I mean, okay. So that, that's it. Okay. Um, Okay, also, when we love Hashem, okay, um, that allows us, as I said, to also have Yerat Hashem, okay, when I love God, it also allows me to have Yerat Hashem, because again, when I understand that my, everything that I do has consequences, I'm able to appreciate those consequences, I'm able to accept those consequences, because I know it's coming from a loving place, 
as opposed to if there was no Avat Hashem in the picture and it was just Yerat Hashem, right? If a, if a child just feels like their parent is a complete and total disciplinarian and never shows them any love, it's going to be very difficult for them to receive a punishment from them in a positive way, right? They're not going to be able to accept that because all the parent does is negative, negative, negative. But when I understand that, that's not how it works, right? My relationship, I know that they love me, okay? I know that they love me, and so therefore I'm able to accept everything that they do out of a place of love, okay? And so Avat Hashem is ultimately what allows us to be able to have Yerat Hashem as well as far as developing a healthy relationship to Tzchar the Onesh, okay? I hate the word Onesh, right? The word punishment. It sounds so awful because it's not really accurate. Onesh should really be consequence. Okay, there should be healthy consequences. And as a parent, you have to sometimes get, get, it, get very creative because we want to teach our children that things aren't arbitrary. The punishment has to fit the crime. Okay, if I have to punish my child, the goal of the punishment is to rehabilitate them, to teach them a lesson, not to just make them suffer. Okay, and if I'm able, to, if hopefully as a parent, I can do that for my children, that's giving them a very strong lesson about Amuna. It's giving them a very strong lesson about Avat Hashem and Yerat Hashem. Don't underestimate the power that a parent has to teach these things to their children in terms of the way that they interact with them. Okay, it's tremendous. Very, very, very important. Okay. Yeras um, Shemayim also stops us from deciding on questionable issues in halacha, okay, in our favor. Meaning like, if I have Yeras Hashem, I'm not going to start like rationalizing, justifying, oh, it's really okay for me to do this in this case because I'm going to really Right? If someone has Yeras Shemayim, I mean, when I teach college and we learn about the harchakot, which I think you're probably learning a little bit about this with, with um, Anuha, and I don't want to go into it, but meaning, you know, when a, a couple is married, right, when she has her period, when she's in Eva, they can't interact with each other physically, right? Let me explain something to you. You're in your house. No one else is there. No one. No one is home. You're in your bedroom. No one's there. You think anyone's going to see if you pass this into your husband? No, I promise you. No one's, unless he's a peeping Tom, right? No one's going to see. Who sees? Just God, okay? So especially when we're keeping mitzvot, right? And we're being careful in the privacy of our own home and no one else can see. That's a tremendous testimony to our Yerat Shemayim, okay? And when I have Yerat Shemayim, I'm going to keep those mitzvot and I'm going to do what I have to do and I'm not going to rationalize and justify and have my own agenda to try to turn things in my favor, okay? I'm just not going to do that, okay? Because I accept Torah and God's authority as authority, okay? I'm not the authority, God is the authority. Okay, um, also the combination of Ahava and Yira, which they really, by the way, have to work in Canada. I hope that's clear. We can't just have one without the other. They really work together. Also means that we recognize the gravity of every single decision that we make. Okay, and not only that, that's Yira Hashem, but what's the Ava Hashem part? I'm so excited that I have the ability to do this, right? I, 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 I revel in, the, in, in, in joy at the possibilities the, the power that God gave to me, right? The clock that he gave to me, but I also understand that every decision that I make has consequences. And so it's a balance, right? It's understanding that I have responsibility, but I also am so excited and, and appreciative of the responsibility. Okay, now there's two pesukim, yeah. Having your to that, like the proper way to have your to that, and then being able to all that, like we don't want to be able to God, yeah, so. yeah, we're gonna get there. I'm gonna show you that inside because I think it's important to see that inside. Okay, so there's two sukkim I want to show you that seem completely contradictory. Okay, Pahadu, the Sion, it's one. Okay, versus, 
prostrate as an authentic poet. Okay. What does these mean? Anybody know? Anybody want to take a stab? Pachadu v'tzion chatayim. What is pachad? Fear. So those who are fearful in Zion, in Zion, okay? Chatayim. Are there sinners? Okay, so those who are people who are fearful, who have pacha, are sinners. That's the first. This is from Yeshayah. Okay, Ashrei Azan Nefachet Tamid is from Mishlei. What does it mean? Praiseworthy, right? Is the person who is always afraid. Whoa, okay. <laughs> A little schizo here. What is the chat? Okay. Where so, is from Mishlei? This is from Mishlei. This is from Yeshayah. Okay. So, what do you think could be the difference? Okay, not all fear is equal. Okay, what pachad is it talking about here versus the pachad that we're talking about here? A lot of this, ladies, has to do with what is motivating your fear. Okay, yeah. This is the first one. Is it a higher line in fear? Okay. The second one is like being in awe of him and this constant consciousness of his greatness. Okay, that definitely could be, but I just want to say that it's more than just that kind of fear, you know, of like being afraid that God's going to punish me. That's not a fear. It might not be the highest level of Hashem, but it's not the wrong thing to do. You understand? It's, it's a step on the ladder. It's a ladder. It's a step. It's, for sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah, of course, if it's going to bring you to that place. Okay. My question is, what am I? What is motivating this pachad? What kind of fear? Fear of what? Fear of what is a problem? Punishment. Again, it's not a meaning. It's not the ideal, but it's not the lowest. It's not the. It's not. It's not. It's not an issue. You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's not a hate. Certainly not a hate. What did you say, Shima? Hundred percent. Okay, definitely. Fear of other people. Fear of circumstances, ladies, that I have no control over. Okay, I'm afraid. God forbid. What if I get sick? What if uh, I don't know the sun falls, explodes? I don't know. What if? What if? What if? What if the car crash? <coughs> what if there's a war? What if? These are not things that are in my control. Okay, right? I can't. So to be afraid of things that I cannot control means what? It means I have a little bit of a lack of emuna going on. Okay. I shouldn't be afraid of that because as we said, this is based on everything we've discussed already. God runs the world, everything comes from him, he loves me, etc. etc. So the pacha the time, the pacha that's an issue, is fear of external circumstances that I have zero control over. Okay, but what pacha is good? Fear of what? And this is Leia, this is about what you were you were saying. So tell us again what you said before. What do you think this is? What pacha is good? The one where you are afraid of doing Okay, I'm afraid of damaging my relationship with Hashem. I'm afraid of not being the person that I can be. I'm afraid of messing up. I'm afraid of making bad decisions. I'm afraid of not choosing the right thing. I'm afraid of not using the strengths that God gave me in the right way. Right, ladies? Those are things that I have control over. Okay? So that's what I should be afraid of. Okay? Those are things that I should be like, whoa, I need to be concerned about this. I need to think about this, okay? 
Spending your time being upset and fearful about things that are not in your control, that is a hate because that is really opposite of amuna. Okay, but fearing that maybe I'm going to do something that's going to get in the way of my relationship with God, that's not going to allow me to be the best version of myself because of a bad choice that I made, right? It keeps me on guard. Again, it's not paralyzing fear. It shouldn't be paralyzing fear. It should be motivational fear that I have to keep myself on guard, right? I have to, I am accountable, okay? This kind of fear means I am accountable for my actions. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like I'm on guard in a way that's like, I don't know, maybe it's kind of coming from like the people around me, maybe they're wrong, but sometimes like I, I do, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like miss this or I'm gonna mess up. And like, I, I am con like constantly sometimes worried about certain things and messing up. And like, is that something that's not like necessarily like this type of fear? You're, you're worried that you're gonna mess up and like, people are gonna judge you? No, no, not that people are gonna judge me, but that like in my relationship with Hashem, like um, I'm gonna go out and not, and like, and like mess up on this. Yeah, thing. no, I just like, again, deep down, okay, I think most of us, we don't want to disappoint our parents, right? And so when you do something wrong, you're just like, oh, shoot, my, my mom's going to be really upset, right? Or my dad's going to be really disappointed in me, like, oh, it's painful for us. We don't want to do that, okay? I'm afraid I don't want to do something that's going to make them look at me that way. Like they all have that look, you know what I mean? That I know that they're just disappointed in me, even if they won't say it, or even worse, my grandma, right? If my grandma looks at me that way, and I know she's disappointed in me. It's like, oh, it's devastating. That's the kind of talk I was talking about. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we're going to end here.